Hey everyone, Pastor John here, and this is 1611 Devotionals. Let's take a moment now to quiet our hearts and tune out all the other voices so we can listen attentively to the voice of God. Our Heavenly Father, we turn to you once again and to your words because your words alone give us true life. Your words alone are true. Your words alone feed us in the soul. And so God, would you feed us now? Help us to taste and see you are good so that by being satisfied in you, we will not turn to other things for satisfaction, the things that leave us empty and void and disappointed and broken. As we listen to you, God, may we be restored to health. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today's passage is taken from Romans chapter 7, verse 21 to 25. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being, but I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. It's really honest and transparent for the Apostle Paul himself to be able to say there is something still in his sinful flesh, his sinful nature, that causes him to feel captivated by sin and feel intimate with sin. That's why he says evil lies close at hand. Even the Apostle Paul feels that there is still this lingering relationship, habitual relationship with sin in his life. He's really awakened to this reality and he's not unrealistic about it. But at the same time, he's also waging war against it. He knows that in his inner being, at his deepest level, his delight is in God and in his word. There is this conflict that he is coming to grips with, that he is being honest about. There is, as it were, this love-hate relationship with his sins and habits of his sinful heart. But see, because he is honest about it, because he is aware of it, he is able to turn to what he ought to love and turn away from what he ought to hate. He's prepared to fight against it because he's aware of the battle. He's aware of the temptation that he's prone to. And his hope is therefore magnified. He ends this passage with thanksgiving, saying, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord, I can be delivered once and for all from this body of death that tears me away from the one I love most, the one I hold as my greatest treasure. He will deliver me because he is with me. And this is how Christians are therefore to resist all temptations and 
invitations to sin, whether that's coming from the enemy who tempts us in our minds, our thoughts, our desires, or from people who do not know God, who have poor habits, who do not fight the spiritual battle, and who are inviting us to join them, we can and we ought to say no to them because we know ourselves. We, we know our tendencies so well, and, and we know our deepest desire is to please the Lord and to walk with God. And not be in places where, where Jesus himself would not find himself in. In this way, we prove our love for the Lord. We cultivate our love for the Lord by saying no to sin and saying yes to God. And one of the most important first steps to take in this direction is to identify what is our love-hate relationship with sin? What are we most prone to? What are we most vulnerable to? So that in those very moments, in those very areas, we can quickly turn to the Lord who delivers us and ask Him to help us. Ask Him to turn our attention to His voice and ask Him to lead us out of that temptation. Don't deny or hide the part of you that feels captivated by sin, that feels this intimacy with sin. Instead, confess it, bring it to light, and bear it before your mighty Savior who is with you and promises to deliver you from every sin, every temptation, as often as you turn to Him. Let's turn to God now for this very help throughout this rest of the day. Our Heavenly Father, we confess that we are often unrealistic about our relationship with sin and we too quickly dismiss our weakness to confront our own sins. And therefore we neglect to turn to you for help and turn to you for strength so Lord, we ask you, forgive us for this pride. Forgive us for not listening to your warning. And Lord, as you said, in this world, we will have tribulation. And as we acknowledge this reality, help us to also acknowledge the reality of you, that you are stronger, that you are with us, and that you promise to deliver us. So God, as we step into today, we don't anticipate there to be a complete absence of trials and suffering or sin and temptation. We anticipate our need of you, our need of you every single hour. And in this way, we pray God that we will rely on you always and be able to thank you throughout this day. I'll give you thanks and praise and worship for being a God who is greater than this world, greater than all of our sins, and let that thankfulness define our day. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.